You know, when I came out as non-binary two years ago, I thought all my worries were over. After all, I was living a life that felt more authentic than ever. What could be better? Well, turns out that just opened up whole hosts of new questions. Who am I now? Am I just one big gender imposter? Am I too old for the women's section of Forever 21? To get my answers, I turned to the one group I knew wouldn't judge me. My toys. But when I started talking to them, I never expected them to talk back. The more I heard, the more I realized that we've been living separate yet intertwined lives filled with ups, downs, and kung fu grip. So I started recording our stories, theirs and mine, in an effort to preserve our bond. And maybe find out a little bit about ourselves in the process. This is my plastic life. I'm Jonathan Alexandrados. Each episode, I interview a new toy, tell you a little bit about its background, both historical and personal, and take us both a little bit out of our packages. So grab your favorite toy and let's play together on My Plastic Life. The first action figure I ever remember owning is the Crimson Guard Immortal character from Hasbro's G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. Released in 1991, the Crimson Guard Immortal was not incredibly rare or incredibly important. He was a bad guy, a member of the terrorist organization known as Cobra. The character was meant to be yet another grunt, though this time an incredibly elite grunt, in a long line of Cobra cannon fodder that stretched back to the Cobra soldier and Cobra officer figures that came out in G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero's first wave in 1982. They were followed up by the Crimson Guard soldiers in 1985, and then, in 91, with the tenth wave of Joe toys, the Immortals. Hilariously, their file cards meant to be cut out from the backs of the Crimson Guard Immortal packages mentions that these particular troops were, quote, lawyers or accountants who pump iron, wear body armor, and carry big guns. If Shakespeare wrote in Henry VI, Part Two, the first thing we do, let's kill all the lawyers, it seems the lawyers are finally ready for the fight. In my play world, though, the Crimson Guard Immortal didn't have a JD, and his big guns were quickly eaten by the vacuum cleaner. Being as reading-averse as I was, I'm sure I didn't even read the file card or know the character's name. The toy simply became the nameless star of the show, and the show was whatever I wanted. Covered head-to-toe in a crimson bodysuit overlaid with silver armor and standing at a sturdy 3.75 inches, this character drove tanks, negotiated with transformers, got stuck in oversized coin banks, became frozen in ice, and had many erratic and inconsistent romances. As I grew older, it became harder and harder to reconcile my love for this toy with the fact that no one had really heard of it. In his 2004 essay, The Third Thing, Donald Hall writes of his marriage that, quote, We did not spend our days gazing into each other's eyes. We did that gazing when we made love or when one of us was in trouble. But most of the time, our gazes met and entwined as we looked at a third thing. For Hall, the third thing acts as a vessel capable of containing separate minds involved in love, thus making them bond in a common shared space. 
This, I believe, gives nostalgia objects their potency. They are recognized intimately by a set of people who can then produce some stronger version of their own intimacy by letting their memories and emotions intermingle within the hollow body of their newfound third thing. That's why it's been hard to make the Crimson Guard immortal my third thing, because, mostly, it's just obscure and confusing. Or maybe I'm just not talking to the right people. If only I knew a G.I. Joe expert who could validate the Crimson Guard immortal once and for all. Actually, as it turns out, I do. J. Richard Stevens is a professor of media studies at the University of Colorado Boulder. He is the author of Captain America, Masculinity and Violence, The Evolution of a National Icon, and is currently working on a piece centered around G.I. Joe. If anyone could help me locate the Crimson Guard immortal within a broader context, Rick could. I gave him a call. Hello, my friend. Hey, how are you? Good, good, good. How you doing? I'm pretty good. So I figure uh, I would just say the name of a G.I. Joe character uh, slash toy, <laughs> and you just tell me anything that comes to mind when you hear this particular name. And the name is Crimson Guard Immortal. Oh, Crimson Guard Immortal. So um, Crimson Guard makes me think of like the that weird later stage of G.I. Joe, like um, right around the, the movie, um, that kind of stuff. Um, the immortal part. Um, man, you're making me think for a second. Um, so I can't think of Crimson Guard without thinking um robotic looking um and those more so than usual so i think of those as like um shock trooper um robot even though i know they're not robots right right Right. elite they're supposed to be elite but i think of them as kind of robotic Mm -hmm. um headed towards the bat but not um yeah, some th- some things to put around that if you don't you yeah. know, mind my you know putting on that. No, um, you know my my first was Snake Eyes, and mm. I use him I use him as Alt Darth Vader for <laughs> a year. That's all. Before I had any, I had no text to connect him to, so I had him right. and I had Breaker, and Breaker was an indoor soldier, and Snake Eyes became Alt Darth Vader. Yeah, and then I figured out who GI Joe was, and they <laughs> took on different personalities, but. It's also kind of fun just because you connect to things. Like, I always think about yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. Like, sci-fi is one of those weird, like, I grabbed onto him because yeah. he looks like RoboCop. It's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. Well, and I, but I like that, too, because you're this, the other text that you linked to. Actually, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that works really well. Like, I'm sure, Snake Eyes is an alt Darth Vader, uh, especially the Endor soldier. They, they, he does kind of look uh-huh. like that. Um, so... It's it's in a way it's it's almost drawing these connections that you know maybe maybe just sort of sitting alone without the toys we wouldn't have made but because we have the toys we're able to say oh yeah this thing's kind of like that thing and and ultimately that extra layer of what stories are they telling right yeah. because Hasbro has those figures out and you know the comic is coming the cartoon will be a year later they're going to tell you who this is but my earliest inclination was. 
and it's giving me at a birthday. So, you know, it's right. not like I sought this out. You know, I get it, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, so it's Darth Vader, right? right. I'm already connecting it to my play world. Right. Um, which I don't know if that's normal or not. I'm probably a little more, you know, I think it's uh, media-driven. I think a lot of people do that, though. Well, not exactly validating the Crimson Guard Immortal as the most important G.I. Joe character ever, Stevens did help me understand that the way in which the character has come to dominate my imagined play narratives is normal. Kids use what they have to represent the vast imagined stories swirling around in their heads. But still, I held out hope that my third thing could find its second person, and it occurred to me that there was one other person who might offer what I was looking for. G.I. Joe creator Larry Hama. I sent Hama a message on Facebook basically saying, hey, this is crazy, but I'm really obsessed with this character called the Crimson Guard Immortal, and I was curious if you had any thoughts or feelings on it one way or another. Generously, he answered back. He said, they were the elite of the already elite CGs, shorthand for Crimson Guard, named after the personal guard of Xerxes the Great of Persia. I never really delved into them, but I might in the present arc. Hama is an extremely talented comics writer, and the idea that he might develop the Immortals makes me positively giddy. I also really liked the part about how they were named after Xerxes' infantry, though I do wonder if they were also CPAs. After talking to Stevens and Hama, I realized that the Crimson Guard Immortal can never be to others what it was to me. And that's true of any character who becomes the centerpiece of an entire childhood. It could have been a Superman action figure, and it still wouldn't achieve the place socially that it holds personally. Because of that, I began to look more closely for the person with whom the Crimson Guard Immortal is our third thing. The answer occurred to me in the shower, almost out of the blue. The toy was bought, I believe, on a trip to Westtown Mall in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I grew up. My dad took me to KB Toys and let me pick out anything I wanted, a surge of agency for a child who was probably around six. I chose the Crimson Guard Immortal, but it was always linked to that experience with my father. As I look at the toy now, it is hard for me not to see my father in it. While you can't see the toy's human form, its helmet bears an exaggerated resemblance to my dad's head. The sides of the helmet flare out, creating a rounded triangular shape that my dad's long wavy hair also made in silhouette. Also, the Crimson Guard Immortal's gas mask type covering over the mouth is black and sort of resembles the dark mustache my dad had when I was a kid. There is no one I needed a third thing for more than my relationship with my dad. It was easy for me, like many kids, to feel different from my father in almost every way. He was a scientist, incredibly smart, hardworking, an excellent provider, but also an embodiment of Greek traditional masculinity that valued discipline, especially for children, and he led our household as such. And I was a kid. I liked sugary cereal and failed most of my classes. If there was anything under the Crimson Guard Immortal's helmet, maybe it was my bond with my father, which would almost be illegible in any other context. When I started talking to my Crimson Guard Immortal action figure, it became clear that I was only considering half of the equation. She, which I now believe is a more appropriate pronoun to use than he, confided in me a story that was at once very much her own, but also deeply relatable. As I listened, I felt myself fill with her story. I felt her truth bond to mine in ways I didn't expect. I became happy to find I had hollow spots because those hollow spots were just opportunities to hold more love. As her words, 
and her love filled those spaces, I started to wonder, is this what it feels like to be a third thing? Here's my interview with my Crimson Guard immortal action figure. So, I have to ask. Yes? Tell me about the Crimson. See, everybody always asks about the Crimson color. The thing about Crimson, and everybody is saying like, oh, you know, if you're in a combat situation, everybody's going to see you. And part of it is, yeah, that's the point. You want people to see you. Like, you, no, you don't want to get hit. Like, don't get me wrong. But you want people to see you because if they're like, holy crap, that's a lot of red. That's a terrifying image. So I, I guess I'm curious, as, as an action figure, if yes. you do, as you say, get hit. Mm-hmm. What happens? What do you feel? I mean, you kind of fall over. Uh, it depends on where you're standing. If you're standing on a table, uh, it hurts a little bit more because, you know, there's a lot more gravity. There's a lot more of a fall. Uh, but usually it's just sort of like, oh, you're down. And then you see where everything else takes you. Right. Um, that that makes sense. I, I guess I'm wondering, you know, because you are a toy that I've had since... I must have been six. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I remember, I remember getting you. Um, have I ever hurt you? Not well. It wasn't your fault. I'll say that much. Uh, really, I mean, I'm at this point, I'm an old toy. It just is what it is. Uh, and so I know the the little uh, O ring inside me, the thing that keeps uh, my body together. Uh, that just, I mean, that's made to degrade. Yeah. Just, that is what it is. And so uh, you tend to like playing with all of your toys. And as a result, it's almost an honor because it means that you had such a good time playing with me that my entire insides just destroyed. I got so much joy out of that that, uh, you know, just I... I yeah, I was a toy that was played with. And toys like being played with. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, sure, I'm sure there are some that would prefer to just stay in a box all the time or stay in their, their the boxes that they came in. But honestly, if they've never been out of the box, they don't know what it's like. Do you remember the box you came in? Yeah, it was uh, small. Uh, I remember it was very small, clear, which is nice because you can see everything. You can see everything in the toy aisles. You can see, like... You see the look. I remember I remember still seeing the look on your face when you picked up my box and you were just like, yeah, this is the right one. This is the toy. I mean, that's exactly how it felt. Were you, were you as happy to see me as I was happy to see you? Oh, yeah. Like, I knew, I knew because I was going to you, I was going to get out of this box. You know, again, I'm like, hey, like, for some people, that's great. For some people, they like that. They want to just stay in the box. They want to stay pristine. They want to stay perfect. No, look at me. I'm wearing bright red. Do I look like I want to stay pristine? No, I want to get out there. I want to get out into the world. You're you're specifically a, a cobra, yes. right? That's that's sort of the marking on on you. Yeah. Um. Is it, and and on the sh- on your your sort of source material and, and on your box and and I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you, you don't already know, but you're sort of identified as like a, a terrorist organization. Yeah. Is that fair? Okay, here's the thing. When you have a good group, like you got the G.I. Joes, okay? They're, they're the good guys. Who are they going to fight? 
They're not going to fight G.I. Joes. They're not going to fight each other. It's just, that doesn't make sense. They need an evil group. And so we are doing them a service. We are, uh, we, I, I've learned a lot from talking to a couple of uh, wrestling figures in my time. We're the heels. What we, yeah. Tell me more about that, the, the concept of a heel. I'm really interested. Yeah, so the, the idea is essentially we're, we're sort of like the bad guys, but we can't ever look at ourselves as the bad guys. Because if we look at ourselves as the bad guys, then it's just, it, it ruins the illusion. For us, what we need to look at is this idea that we are doing things because we need to. We are doing things out of necessity. And the G.I. Joes, who are what you would call the good guys, what we might call the baby faces, they are doing things that are helpful and good and are objectively the things that we need to see uh, happening. Whereas with us, with Cobra, like if we're just, if we're going around uh, uh, delivering Girl Scout cookies, I don't know, I don't know what the good guys do, I don't know what G.I. Joes do, like the, the, but if we're just going around doing that, if the G.I. Joes punch us in the face, we're, I mean, they're awful. We're helping the Girl Scouts. Uh, but you, you sort of alluded to like talking with, with the, the wrestling figures. and oh, yeah. Have you talked to any of the, the, the others or, or do you remember any, any sort of interactions of, of, of that? Because I'd imagine that's like a whole out-of-box experience that you can only really have if you're sort of talking to the community and, and really getting to know people. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the big thing is, especially when you're a toy, like, you want to talk to as many different toys as possible. You want to try and get as many different perspectives as possible. And, and in all honesty, what toy only plays with other toys like that? Like, right. I, I'm sure that there are some, and I'm sure that, like, there are some times where it's like, hey, we just need time for the, the Joes and Cobras. It's just, it's just our time right now. And that's totally fine. That's respectable. Maybe there's a new Joe that got introduced. Maybe there's a new Cobra member that got introduced, and we want to see, like, what that's like. But, I mean, you know, you're going to ride the My Little Ponies into action. Uh, you're going to figure out, like, how to work with the Lego blocks. You're going to try and build up your fortresses. You know, you, you want to talk to as many different other people as possible. It almost sounds like you're, you're kind of in on the joke a little bit. Like, you, you kind of, as you say, kind of the heel Mm-hmm. knows that this is what they have to do because they're part of a, a story almost and this is the role they play in the story mm-hmm. um so that being said has anything ever like hurt you i mean has it ever gone too too far i mean it, it's it's tough i think for me the only thing that's ever hurt me and it's not your fault mm-hmm. But sometimes I get forgotten about. Yeah. Like I, I know I'm well loved. I know, and every now and again, I'll get picked up and it'll be like, oh yeah, it's just like old times. But a lot of those times in between, uh, it's, it's never the physical pain. Like physical pain, I mean, I'm a piece of plastic. Yeah. And I, I, you've yeah. got a lot of armor on as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. the fact that I, I'm surprised. Can you hear me clearly? Because I, I have, <laughs> I, I believe... This is, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've uh, gotten it changed out, but yeah, this is a uh, regulation Cobra gas mask right here. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you're coming through just fine. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I got to tell you, like, A, when you're, you're built up with so much armor, and B, when you're made of plastic, it's not the physical pain that gets you. It's, uh, it's those moments where you're kind of like, I haven't been played with in a while. Is, is this going to be my last time? 
uh, am I going to get sold? Who who is who's going to want me? I'm really sorry I made you feel that way. It, uh, it's it's not your fault. It's just the natural progression of things. There's only so many toys. There's only so many times in the day you can be around. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, and and and, but I do. I, I feel like you're you're getting at something really important because it it is kind of bridging the gap, I guess, between plastic and and flesh a little bit, which which is what I'm sort of my plastic, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's it's complicated because. Um, you know, as, as a kid, uh, you and, and your world was kind of the world I, I wanted to be in. Cause I, I often kind of felt like the, the heel, except I often did feel like I, I kind of got hurt. Um, mm. so you offered me kind of that escape. Um, but then, you know, as you, as you start to grow up, there's a lot of pressure to like, to put you away, mm. to put you aside, you know, that you're a representation of, of a childhood, um, but you don't really have any concept of like a, a childhood, right? Like, or a, anything like you've always kind of been that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, what, what you're seeing right here is pretty much what I've been. I mean, uh, there's, there's bits of paint that has come off of me at this point because, you know, I'm, I'm well worn, but at the same time, yeah, I, I've been sort of here like this ever since I was, uh, ever since I was first printed. Yeah. I don't know what they call us. I mean, it's 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 okay. Like I haven't really explored that part of myself either too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you checked your boot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. Um, it's uh, yeah. yeah sorry, um, it's a little toy humor. <laughs> no, no, I, I appreciate that um, for sure. Um, so, so I guess like. You you don't really have because of that like you don't have a sense of like parents or family or because you know obviously for me you know Thanksgiving just ended mm. right big big holiday for humans mm -hmm. but for toys I guess that kind of celebration isn't so much a, a thing am I right to assume that I mean yeah it depends on the toy uh, some some toys are literally built to be family units mm. um, it depends on who they are like I know for for me. I didn't really get to talk to a lot of them until much later, uh, just because they, they didn't really exist for, for us. Um, but a lot of them, again, they're, they're built for that, but I think that there's a certain sense of family that we get from just being together and, and having fun. You know, it's interesting you, you say that, because you're right, I didn't have a lot of full families as, as toys. Um, I, and it's it's interesting, too, because I, I don't know how much you kind of remember or, or even know about my own family life. But, mm. I mean, it, it had its moments where, where I felt like it was it was pretty tense. You know, I mentioned before of kind of feeling hurt uh, at, at certain times um, and kind of wanting to escape. And, and what I really wanted to escape was, was a lot of that, uh, a lot of the, the sort of family... Uh, brokenness that I kind of felt. Mm. Um, I, I feel that word. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, so exactly. Um, what what is it like for you to be cracked open? Because because and I, I know you've been put back together. Yeah. I, I did it myself, right? Um, Which I was very appreciative of. Okay, good, good, good. I, I was a little worried I was hurting you. Yeah. What is that experience like for you? I, I think honestly, there's a certain. Uh, disconnect that you need to have uh there's there's the feeling that oh god i'm done uh i know there have been a couple of folks that uh weren't as lucky as me and right. like they're not around anymore but uh i mean that's life 
Nothing yeah. is nothing is eternal, and if it was, honestly, it'd be kind of boring. Now, with with one of those, because thank you for bringing that up, because that that is certainly true. There there have been instances where. Um, you know, I've had to change your, your, what we call your O-ring, yeah. uh, which I guess is, is sort of your, well, I mean, you know, it's like your, yeah. your center and, uh-huh. um, and, and, uh, some of them have, have unfortunately just, just shattered apart. Um, yeah. now, now when I, when I get a replacement like on, on eBay or something to, to me, it, it looks like the same character, but mm-hmm. is that what, what comes through to you? I mean, no matter what, a replacement is still not me. Mm-hmm. And so that's, again, it's, it's a fear. It's a fear everybody has that idea of being replaced of being not around anymore. And, uh, like it, it happens. It's again, it's an inevitability. Uh, but ultimately if you let that keep you from doing things, it's going to stop you from living. When I when I line up five of you, yeah, there are five that look pretty much identical, same <laughs> same mold. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm me. <laughs> you are, yeah, yeah, you you totally are. Yeah. Um, what what makes you you? Like we line up the five, um, yeah. out of that lineup, mm-hmm. how would you say to a person who's who's let's say relatively ignorant, such as such as myself, mm-hmm. how would you say to us, hey, no, I I am I am me. Who who are you? Ooh, yeah, that's tough, especially if I don't know the others. Uh, but yeah. the folks that are that are like me, I mean, look, we all look the same, but uh, sometimes we, we feel differently. Like, you can tell, like, I've, I've got some stiffness in my arms now, and uh, but like my legs, my legs move like, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, I, I got the stiffness in my joints, and part of that is just because of that well-worn feeling. Now, if you took us all out of the box, we probably have to get to know each other a little bit better and then figure out things from there. But yeah. Cause yeah. you're, you're actually kind of an interesting case because uh, you know, you are sort of the, the American company Hasbro mm-hmm. was kind of your, your creator, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and in India, there was a company that made you, but with slight variances. That company was called Fun School. Mm-hmm. And then in Europe, there's a super rare variant of you, which has a different helmet on, and and uh, that was that was made over there. And it's simply just for the different helmet. Um, I, mean, I like my helmet, but admittedly, I'd like to be able to see a little bit better. Sometimes it gets foggy, you know. <laughs> well, so so that's an interesting point because. I mean, I I don't know you under the helmet. To me, yeah. to me, that helmet is is molded on. But mm. from talking to you, I I also am getting this appreciation of how there is somebody under there. Yeah. So so who's under the helmet? Who's under the armor? Yeah. So under the armor, uh, look, we've known each other for a while now. Yeah. And I think it's it's time that you knew. I'm a playwright. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do a lot of writing. Um, I mean, yeah. you, you can't see it because I can't physically do it. No, like, me too. I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like that's, I, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to say I don't have a name because that's, that's not completely true. What's your name? I haven't figured one out yet. Yeah. No one's ever asked me. Like I've always been Crimson Guard Immortal. Right. What what are your plays about? Uh, usually, how the GI Joes suck. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. It's honestly, they're not, they're not great yet. Uh, I could probably use some to work. I'd love to read them. Uh, yeah. If that's yeah. okay. I, I don't want to sure. impose. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of like the GI Joe's fall in a pit and it's, it's honestly, it's weirdly theatrical. Mm-hmm. Like I've been told by, uh, I let Duke see them. He did not like them, Yeah. but, um, he did Duke's tell me, a little pretentious. I mean, Duke, Duke's, Duke's Duke, but he's right. a good guy under, underneath it all. Okay. He'll, he'll be honest with you. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he said it, it felt more like a movie, uh, which honestly as a, as a, as a playwright that kind of hurts. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like, yeah, well, I think he said, I think he thought he was saying it as a compliment, but I mean, it just feels like a, a way of saying that they kind of lack imagination in the design department. You know, I mean, any, anything yeah. can kind of manifest on a stage. Yeah. Your, your, your use of the word play is, is interesting because, to me, you know, obviously I, I play with you. Um, what do you play with? That's a good question. I, I feel almost like, A, that's a good uh, turn of phrase. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. But uh, I feel almost like because you're playing with, with me and with, with the other toys, we're kind of playing with you. Oh. Yeah. Say more about that. How, how so? Well, because because so much of play and play can be a, a singular thing that one person does, but really so much of it is how you interact with others, how you interact with other people, other objects, other things. Um, if you're just sitting down, I suppose there could be some sort of play that's just you with your hands on your knees, but really, like play is about interaction. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of reminded of of clowns right do you, do you know do you know about like because it's a i guess sort of a human phenomenon and then there are manifestations and toys of, of clowns but... i mean i do live in a society <laughs> right right um so so for example um you know with with clowning uh originally there there was a sense of you know person gets put into the gets into this costume and becomes either the person doing the the bullying or the one who's getting bullied and but they're they're sort of playing a part and the part is meant to entertain but it's also meant to sort of reveal something deeper you know of, of the person so it almost feels like yeah you you much like the clown are sort of meant for for us to to be uh, I guess quote unquote entertained by but but then also it's it's you're in on that joke you know I was sort of saying that before with the heel thing you're you're in on yeah. that joke um, yeah I I would say that that sounds pretty apt are there any are there any like vehicles that you you're really into right now any any sort of playsets any any other toys or anything like that I mean what what's your what's your sort of social life like yeah I mean uh, as far as like vehicles and things like honestly whatever gets me from a to b is fantastic but uh i'll tell you there was a i remember seeing it i, I forget where i saw it but there was a he-man playset mm-hmm. and it had this like snake puppet that would pop out yeah and it would have a, a thing that would change your voice yeah snake mountain mm-hmm. yeah snake mountain yeah that's, that's the yep. one yeah yeah yeah, yep. yeah yeah i have one of those yeah 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 oh that's where i've seen it yeah okay. it's, it's been a while since i played with that one yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah no that's uh yeah i don't know why that one popped into my memory but that's uh, that's the one that's sort of sticking out to me now it's a good one i mean it's, a, yeah. it's definitely a good one for mm-hmm. sure um 
I mean, I guess so. Just to just sort of be upfront about kind of why I'm doing these interviews and yeah. and why you know you're you're really an important one to be interviewed. I mean, you you probably got a sense of it because of being with me for so long. But you know, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm asking a lot of questions about who who I am. So like mm-hmm. you you have a very obvious helmet on. Right. I'm wearing one too, even though if you look at my face, mm-hmm. it, it clearly doesn't look like yours. I. I I've been going through um, a lot of questions about my my own gender, um, sort of coming out as non-binary, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I imagine that you know you might have kind of picked up on some of this stuff, but but as a toy, mm-hmm. my my concerns, I, I don't know, I feel like they're a little kind of stupid complaining to you about them. I, I don't know if they really come across. It's just it's a weird transitional mm-hmm. time. <laughs> no, I, I I can I can see that uh, again. I'm. A- I'm a hunk of plastic, and uh, there's there's certain gender expectations that are placed upon me. Blah blah blah. I don't know. I think I saw this on a TV show once, but yeah. you know, like for for me, we go way back. Yeah, we know each other. Yeah. No matter what, we are both us, and no matter what pronouns you're using now, no matter what's going on, we're here for you. Thank you. I, yeah. I mean, that's that's really amazing. Actually, I I, I really really um, wow. That's kind of like really really moving me right now because, uh, you know, it, it can feel so lonely. I, I mean, I, I guess yeah. you know, and uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever really felt alone, but I I, I have. Uh, you know, as an only child, right? And so so that's why it was always me. It was always the Jonathan show, um, and and so. Um, Trying to kind of hear that is is really really powerful right now. Life now, I would say, is is good. It's really really good, actually. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a far cry from from where I was as a kid trying to trying to kind of escape. Yeah. I mean, again, a, a household that was not always its its healthiest. You know, trying to get out of that through playing with toys was was kind of my my escape, my outlet from from some pretty bad. Uh, stuff, but again, I mean, it, it really does feel like that's that's kind of all in the past. And uh, you know, luckily, we we humans have have these people called therapists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you have them in the in the toy world. Uh, well, you haven't brought any toy therapists, in, right? But, uh, I, that's I true. Get the, I get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're talking to Scarlet or, or, or yeah. to to you know to yeah. Roadblock, mm-hmm. you know, or, or or even someone on the Cobra side. Though, you know, I don't know if they're the most sensitive people in the world. Well, I mean, honestly, Cobra and you, th- th- this is kind of funny, but uh, Cobra actually has a really good health plan. That's great. Yeah, they partnered with Cobra, which oh. is a completely different yeah. health plan. But yeah. yeah, like, honestly, like, we, we joke about it all the time. It's like, oh, I'm going to Cobra. Oh, you're going to Cobra. Which one? I thought you were already here. Yeah. Uh, that's very funny. That is kind of funny, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like, it's, uh, me- mental health is important to Cobra. Um as weird as that sounds for a quote-unquote terrorist organization. Right, exactly. Um, but, I mean, honestly, how terrorist are we? We do, like, very little. Anyway. You seem uh, great. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't think you'd hurt a fly. I I mean, like, like I say, like, here's, here's the thing. If we were truly evil, like, evil, evil, evil. Right. Like, people would be taking hammers to us. Yeah. It would be bad. We wouldn't, they wouldn't want us. We need to we need to dance that line between people wanting to have a character punch us in the face because I mean that's just what the GI Joe line was initially for, uh, but not so much that we're 
so bad that we can't all laugh and have fun. So you you are in a way kind of kind of like and again I, I hate going back to this clown yeah. thing because people are going to think oh my gosh <laughs> you know Jonathan what do you have with clowns uh, but like mm-hmm. it, it's you know where they are right now you know kind of being uh, uh, chastised because of the horror movies and everybody thinks that they're evil but then you have people who are actually clowns that are saying no you know what I I, I want to help people I, I I'm just a, a normal participant in society folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's actually a really great thing for people to hear. Um, there are some people that I think would say you are kind of dated. Um, I, I would not use this term. I, I love you for, for who you are. Um, but you know, the 3.75 inch action figure, um, from the, the early nineties, which, which you are here from 92. Um, and, uh, so some people would be saying, well, you know, toys have kind of moved past your era. What would you say to them? I would say toys are about who's playing with them. And if a child today didn't want to play with me, I would understand. But I feel like I'm here for somebody. In this specific case, me as a specific toy, here for you. Thanks, buddy. We're going to do a little fist bump right here. Fist bump. Boom. Boom! There we go. All right, exploded. Explode? Oh, oh, I yeah. did. Uh, I mean, my, my hand is kind of stuck. There, never right? a fist, but uh, right. it's, it's close enough. Yeah. You're always sort of mid bump and explode. Yeah. Like you're somewhere between the two. I'm kind of like making a C with my hand. <laughs> it's always like it's something I can grip things, but like it's always this weird like here's the letter C. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and and actually, you know, you you bring up an interesting point with that, which yeah. is that you you currently. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you, I, I'll confess this to you. All of your accessories have been lost. Oh God. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I don't know this. I, I know, right. I, I, I should have thought of that, but, yeah, uh, uh, of course oh, you do. Oh, they're, they're at my great uncle's farm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, well, they're very small and, yeah, and, I, and, uh, yeah, they're pokey. I'm glad they stopped making them. Like you're that. right. <laughs> you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, they, that was a smart move to stop that. <laughs> but, but I, I, I do, I do owe you, uh, in a way for that. And, and I, I do want to ask. Um, what, what accessories would you want if you could have any accessories in the world? Oh man. Oh man. I don't know. Any accessory in the world? Any in the world. Yeah. And, 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 uh, just whatever, whatever kind of comes to mind, I, I guess. Okay. Uh, a bag that I can put granola bars in. Oh, like that's, that's just popped into my head. That's great. Into my head. I, I, I don't even... Do you want any granola bars with that? Or I, I, honestly, I don't think I've ever eaten a granola bar. Yeah. But I feel like I want to. They're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of different varieties. Yeah, like there's, there's some with chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely lots of them with yeah. with chocolate. I mean, it kind of defeats the point of the granola bar, but I guess it wasn't really that healthy anyway. So why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, well, well, we can yeah. we can definitely uh, do that. Um, actually, uh, you know what? If if you could, um, you know what? Let me let me do it real fast. I'm just gonna grab my my bag because I, I think I have a granola bar in there. If you if you just want to kind of see one and, and sure, yeah. yeah, let's see let's see. Hang on, right. yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've seen a granola bar, but maybe maybe not like a good granola bar. Like right. Yeah. Well, I I happen to have some that are that are they're really good. Really, I, I think they're really good. Oh, um, so I, I just want to give you because. Like, if I can facilitate this in any way, giving you some yeah. kind of accessory. Or I mean, you've already got the bag. So I, I do. Like step one. I do have the bag. Um, so, 
So this is a this uh, is a granola bar. Um, yeah. it it's not quite your. It's bigger than you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hold on, this is like twice my size right here. Yeah. Okay, no, hold on. My legs are bent. Ugh, there we go. Would you um? Yeah. Would you like to take a closer? Like, would you want me to unwrap yeah. it or um, try let me, it? Try let me just let me hold it for a second. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There you go. It, I mean, now I'm thinking about this. How am I going to eat this if I'm wearing a gas mask? Hmm. I mean, I can I can help you. We can yeah. try it out. I, I yeah. Guess. Like, what what if you like eat the granola bar? Yeah. And then, yeah, we we talk about that. What what? Yeah. What's it like to eat? Um, it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, basically, what it is is uh-huh. um, your you, a lot of your internal senses activate. If it's a really good thing then it just lights up your whole inside world. So, like, imagine your O-ring, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you ever feel your O-ring inside of you? Like, does it ever give you any sensations of any kind or, or anything? Is it? I'm not. No, only when it breaks. Okay, you know, yeah. Like, well, so imagine, like, if your O-ring could just sort of light up and and give you kind of warmth all over your, your inside. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like, that's kind of, I think, what eating a really good meal is like i mean i mean a, a a granola bar can do that if you're really hungry yeah but I mean, like i said like I, I don't know food i just assume <laughs> yeah yeah well you're welcome to, to open that if you want or, or i can do it for you if, if... Right, hold, hold on let me let me see if i can get that yeah sure yeah wow, that's weird yeah can you smell anything? Can you? Can you? Uh, you know, honestly, this gas mask right. is really good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, maybe like I'm, 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 I don't know. I don't even know if I'm allergic to peanuts. Yeah. There's nuts, but like gas masks. So I guess that's better. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. Well. So if you're if you're just kind of taking it in, I yeah. you said earlier like if I tried it then yeah here yeah okay here you go. all right all right so I, I just. I just took a bite. All right. Um, can you uh-huh. feel anything sort of telepathically kind of going on? Um, would it be helpful if I said yes? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, plastic O-ring. Well, but, right. But yeah, no, but like, you know, if, if it's good, then great. I'm, I'm glad this, this is happening. No, I guess it was just kind of wishful thinking because I, I, I guess that I I felt like, you know, if if mm. if we had that, Mm-hmm. kind of connection then then you could sort of feel like what what I'm feeling yeah. you know and and you've been so kind to me you've been so nice to me and and um mm-hmm. I, I guess I was just sort of hoping that like if I ate the granola bar then and if you felt it then mm-hmm. somehow that meant we were kind of connected in a way is that is that corny is that is that sentimental well I mean I mean yes but that doesn't mean it's bad yeah uh, but but also like so what? You just ate a granola bar. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we we just because you eat a granola bar and I don't feel it doesn't mean we don't have a connection. It's <laughs> a good. That's a good way of putting it. Actually, like I actually kind of like your your down to earth approach, which is basically to say, "Hey, buddy, you still got a granola bar." Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, you know, I've been around since the nineties. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we're. I I got this. Yeah. Yeah. I've lived. I've lived a life. <laughs> um. You have, you have, and and uh, I love that it's it's been as full as it has, and it's it's inspiring me um, very much to kind of to kind of live live mine. Um, what's what's next for you? I don't know. I kind of live 
day by day, figure out what's going on, see what's see who's around, and just sort of want to keep to myself. But at the same time, I'm just kind of figuring it out. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, can you can you promise me one thing? You tell me what it is first. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you when you do find out your name, can you can you tell me? Yeah. You'll be the first to know. Thanks. This has been My Plastic Life and was written and produced by me, Jonathan Alexandrados. Special thanks to my guest, J. Richard Stevens, and to Ashley Rogers for bringing such warmth to an old toy. Additional thanks to Larry Hama for his help. Music for today's episode comes from Kevin McLeod. Keep in touch. You can follow My Plastic Life on Facebook by searching My Plastic Life or on Twitter at MyPlasticLife1. You can also email me at MyPlasticLifePodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend some toys you'd like to hear from, or just say hi. My Plastic Life is available on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Please stay tuned for our next episode, which is out in 